Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 5 of Yellow Jackets is still over. And we're without an episode to discuss this week, but we're just getting started talking about the first half of season two on Post Show Recaps. We're live on YouTube and taking your questions, comments, and theories. I'm Jess Sterling, and joining me to sink our teeth into the first part of season two is Grace Leader. Nom, 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 Hi. Making yummy noises. Um, of dinner, Grace. Yeah. I'm having withdrawals from no Yellow Jackets. Episode. Yeah, what the heck? What the? What are the? I mean, I said this to you and and our friend Josh Wiggler, um, that um, this is weird. I mean, I love the show and I will trust that they're doing whatever they got to do. And I know that there's only nine episodes this season, so the math works out that we're going to end around the same time. This is not like extending it, but I guess the first like theory crafting we should do is like why 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 why, why? Take a break it's i mean it's was yeah. so fun on network tv you know it's like you you know you take a week you know it'd be like yeah we got 24 episodes we're gonna spend that out over like 34 weeks or whatever and so you get these like winter breaks and you gotta line it up with sweeps and all that stuff on a streaming a streaming network i don't very strange i don't get it i don't know if um, I understand. we did get uh one piece of feedback uh that was uh a little bit of theory crafting on why there was a one week hiatus this is from tracy uh she says as far as i know season two still has 10 episodes tracy i think it has nine but you know i'm not i'm pretty sure but she says it's just that the show doesn't want its season finale getting overshadowed by the succession series finale over the busy u.s memorial day holiday weekend uh so that's interesting i mean it is to, so it, its maybe, finale is not if i'm mapping this out yeah i think like early the first weekend of june will be i mean I definitely get like maybe we accidentally boxed ourselves a quarter by doing the same time as succession. And we don't want our finale on the same day because we're going to get right. swallowed 
in content, which is too bad because Yellow Jackets, as much as I love Succession, I think Succession is maybe the best show on TV. Yellow Jackets is the second best show on TV right now. I mean, there, actually, there's so much TV on right now. It's like <laughs> ridiculous. And I was like, oh, it's like, oh, Barry, like, oh, Mrs. Like, oh, Davis. Lasso. Oh, oh, Mrs. Davis. Ted yeah. Lasso. Silo's coming out soon. That might be good. You know, it's like, boy. But like Yellow Jackets deserves to be talked about. And so I do, yes. I, I do get it. But now that's not. Gonna, I don't think that's true. No, I, like five more episodes, I think. So it's going to line up at the same time as Succession. It's so, going to line up at the same I time. Yeah. I don't understand the break. I, I mean, part of me thinks it's we ended this episode, this most recent episode on like a bit of a cliffhanger, right? Where like Shauna's giving birth. So maybe they just wanted to extend that another week. No, it makes no sense. I mean, that's, you know, I don't need to poop on your theory immediately, but like, uh, you know. It doesn't try. It doesn't make any sense. No, I agree with you. My theory makes no sense. I don't understand it. We're still reeling, but why? Why? Why did you do this? Why you do this to us? Why? Why exactly? Yes, but... On the other hand, it gives us the opportunity to stop down, take a beat on things, kind of reassess where we are midway through the season. Yeah. Uh, go over some. I gathered some news that we got from this yeah. week, some articles. We got some theories we can go over, a little bit of feedback. And of course, if you're listening to this live, hello, hi, we're on YouTube. We could take your live feedback. If you're not, uh, you could still go in the archives and watch us on YouTube if you want. I'm wearing signature yellow for yellow jackets. So that's this is exciting. as close as I could get. I've been, I've been rocking a blue. It's a green um, puff puff on my microphone it is green i there's no yellow so it's the closest i could get there you was don't an orange own one, anything guess, else so. that's yellow uh, what about, well you you probably honestly would have been closer with the blue because the yellow jackets are yellow and blue yeah all right well, <laughs> Just totally really effed it up i guess <laughs> so sorry okay. not to poo poo on your you know attempt at no, yellow jackets fine. pride but you know yeah um, but yeah, do we want to get into a little bit of the, the news and the articles yeah. that I've looked into this week? Yeah, very so, fun. Let's do it. So very recently, uh, Variety put out an article, an interview with, um, Liv Hewson. Uh, they play the younger version of Van. And now where well, there's been a lot of buzz, uh, pun intended about mm-hmm. Emmy categories, right? Like the Emmy nominations, putting themselves up for Emmys. Uh, right. I know, um, Shauna's, uh, younger counterpart put herself up for nomination, but, uh, they they talked in this article, um, Liv Houston did about not putting themselves up for Emmy contention because of the binary man woman separation and acting categories. They say I don't fall into either of those categories, uh, so I'm I'm just not I'm going to not do that, which is very interesting. Um, and this whole I'll I'm gonna link the article in the show notes. It kind of talks about like a little bit like all these LGBTQ activists and allies who have advocate advocated over the years for gender neutral acting categories. Um, and I just like this article was very interesting and mm. it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like why yeah. have binary categories in acting? I don't know, but they're there. I mean, it's probably just the answer is, so that's the way we've always done it. Yeah, I had a coworker who started uh, about uh, a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. And I said in a meeting once, she said, asked me a question. I said, oh, that's the way we've always done it. And then she asked me another, I said, that's the way we've always done it. And uh, and I said, it's a recurring theme around these parts. And uh, mm-hmm. she always brings it up in meetings. And she's like, Grace's favorite line is, I don't know, we did that thing because we always done it. We don't need to do it. And I feel like that's acting categories. There was a big push around there was a conversation around the time of the um uh, oscars and i 
think I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe it was because was it Jamie Lee Curtis? Maybe I don't know. I can't remember. Somebody was. I think it was Jamie Lee Curtis who got asked a question and talked about how we don't need to split the categories. It's been a woman. I think that there is the like immediate feedback or concern I always hear from that is like, well, only men will get nominated. That's and, that's what I've seen as well. Yes, and that could be true. But you you could there's a very simple solution, which is there's just a maximum number of nominations that can be given to a man in a in a category, uh, someone who identifies as a man, and then I, I believe that solves your your problem. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Houston spoke to that exact same thing, saying there is an implied fatalism there, which suggests that we've all agreed that equality is impossible, and that's sad. That's also just like it's saying. The argument there is just that uh, I, I think it's I think that it's true that that could happen, not because men are inherently better actors than women, which I think some people do genuinely believe. And you're wrong and you need to Ugh. figure out why you have that belief. And the problem, I think, is that I think people are inherently uh, sexist subconsciously. We're all we're all I think we're probably all a little bit sexist because that's the way our society works is that yeah. we um it's patriarchal. Uh so we value men above women in many ways. And so we just need to like fix our brains to not think like that because they've been broken for many, many years to think that way, to think that men are superior to women. And so we need to just break out of that thing. And this is actually a good way to start that thinking yeah um and so yeah i do worry that like more men would be nominated than women that's because we live in a patriarchal sexist society uh that's why i think that would happen not because i think that more men are more deserving of uh of right. nominations than than women and non-binary uh people but i think we could yeah you could just set a limit on how many how many men are allowed to be nominated yeah and then that should solve the problem yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was interesting, Liv Houston speaking out on this as like someone who has absolutely loved their acting and watching it these past yeah. couple of years in Yellow Jackets. Uh, certainly deserving of yeah. of an Emmy nomination. I love this. Are we going to start awarding the best female and male director or female or male cinematographer? Because I'll understand that implicitly would be insulting. Yeah. 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 So I will keep things that... as they are right now, but I just won't be participating. Um, basically, the, the thing is like, there, it's a great, uh, great point that they make, which is, it's fine for you to do this thing that you do. It, like you could just keep doing it the way you do if you don't want change, but it inherently means there's no space for Liv Houston. There's no yeah. place for them to feel comfortable to submit themselves in the category. So there's no space for them, and therefore, they cannot be recognized. So I think it's they cannot great, be recognized. It means that non-binary people in general cannot get recognized, which is a problem. Unless we fit into, unless they fit into, yeah, a binary. You like choose to nominate yourself in the men's category or the women's category. And yep. and um, I actually do think the reason why I think Liv Houston is a phenomenal ally to be doing this. I actually think the fact that um, HBO just had two shows back to back that starred uh, a non-binary lead um, in Emma D'Arcy and then uh, Bella Ramsey. Uh, I do feel like that's um, something very big that, uh, yeah, that this will become a conversation. Uh, Kate Dillon and Billions also, uh, this was, yep. uh, Kate, Kate Dillon is non-binary. So it's, it's going to be like, yeah, what are we doing? What are you doing? How are you going to fix yep. it? Yep. Yeah. Um, another article that I, uh, I read this week was from the Hollywood reporter, uh, which interviewed both, um, both actresses who play Misty. So Christina Ricci, um, uh, and it, it's, it's very interesting, uh, what she had, sorry. And Samantha Hanratty plays the younger version of Misty. Um, but something that Christina Ricci said, just like, uh, made me laugh a little bit. And also it's just very interesting. Um, 
she said she's innately not a trustworthy person because of her wants and desire because her wants and desires and impulses negatively impact other people. She's like a Lenny. She will crush the puppy to death. But also when I was reading it, I realized this also puts any new relationship with a new person in jeopardy because to get close to somebody might be revealing who she is. And in that case, it's going to end in tragedy, which is like not saying great things for Walter in the future. <laughs> no, no, definitely. Saw what happened to Crystal slash Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She's like a Lenny. Wow. An advice of men. Uh, wow. Crush the puppy to death. I believe that. That's yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Wow. Of mice and men spoilers. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. If you haven't read of mice and men in middle school, uh, I apologize. Uh, let me give a shout out quickly to uh, one of Josh Wiggler's, uh, I guess, um, co-workers over at Vanity Fair. Jackie Strauss writing incredible uh, content, not just about yes. um, Yellow Jackets, uh, but but about Yellow Jackets. Did an oral history of uh, the feast, uh, which is really phenomenal if you get a chance uh, uh, to check that out it's um interview like spliced together all the interviews um she had done with um a bunch of the different cast members and uh and wrote this oral history of the mm-hmm. um of the feast, the phenomenal fruit. yeah talking about uh succession and uh, mrs davis and all sorts of stuff over there on on uh on the hollywood reporter so we're yeah. checking out yeah my favorite uh honestly my go-to when it comes to the yellow jackets interviews is uh, jackie strauss um, but yeah, it's really funny too, because Samantha Hanready talks about, um, her, her relationship with, uh, Nuha. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but she plays Crystal mm-hmm. and she was like, it was so awful because we became very close. You know, we film all the time together. And so when we had that big scene where she's rejecting me saying, you're a psycho, you're a horrible person. It's your fault. We're out here. She's like, I'm not a method actor, but I felt that. And I felt really bad. <laughs> I know, but but shout out to her. I I really loved Crystal this season. Sad to see her go, but like I kind of felt like we all felt it was inevitable that she would be uh, gone. Yeah, if you if you if you're new and you show up at the beginning of season two, it's like yeah, I don't know that I fully believe that you're making out of this thing alive. I think you just got added to die. Yeah, we uh, Mm. Marissa and I did a kill uh, a death draft at the beginning of the season. This was now previously though to watching uh, episode one i feel like we would have had crystal on our yeah. bingo cards right away 100 um now people like mari are standing out to me like mari if somebody doesn't kill you by the end of all of this i'd be surprised yeah mari's become quite vocal uh uh in in the camp of uh of lottie which feels not feels not good yeah. she says a visibility spike which usually doesn't mean great things that's right character that's right <laughs> Um, one other article I found this week was a uh, Harper's Bazaar uh, interview with Lauren Ambrose, who plays adult fan. And oh gosh, okay, Lauren Ambrose, icon. If you haven't seen Six Feet Under, she's just like stellar, absolutely stellar in that uh, that show. And apparently, the casting, uh, I think the casting people were in were the same people, or at least one of them was, oh. which makes sense for her involvement in the show. Um, but when uh, when asked, going into the season, what did you know about Van and her character's trajectory? Uh, Lauren says, the character was described to me as someone who definitely seems okay on the surface. She's doing all right. She's running a business. Then I started getting all these clues from my wardrobe fitting to my apartment and my business that this person is stuck. And in particular, stuck in the time before she had this crazy traumatic experience. And so for me as an actor, the question was, how will they want uh how will uh how will what they went through show up in this person 25 years later i think the character feels hardened tougher more protected she was always a protector obviously with taisa especially and she was always a survivor even before the plane crash 
uh, specifically speaking to her relationship with her mother and she's like slapping her to wake her up to drive her to school in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, this is fascinating. What do you make of a van living in the past if you will right she like runs a, a vhs yeah. rental company yeah well they uh, the um who wrote this article here i want to make sure i get it right but they wrote um they asked this question of about van being stuck in the metaphor of like running a vhs store um uh and, and having just like content and selling like content that's from the time that she went into the crash like it's really interesting and then really interesting um she does not answer that question it's like i don't think i can say anything uh about being yep. stuck in the past that is really really fascinating uh, uh to me uh it's like enough uh this is uh from nohan um oh the I'm going to show Ray. Um, this is, um, that's so interesting. The fact that uh, she's like, yeah, I can't answer that. I'm, I don't think I'm allowed to answer that question. Uh, yeah, they even- have to dance around a lot of spoilers, especially, I mean, when we have, when we're just meeting adult van this season and like, there's still so much left to explore with her specifically yeah. around the Oxycontin that she takes, right? Like what, yeah. why is she taking that? Is she an addict? Is she ill? Is like, is it just a one-time relief? It doesn't seem like it is. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really interesting in terms of, cause part of my thinking is that for sure, I mean, we, we're all, you know, we all have this on our bingo card, but the adults going back, and I, I do think like part of going back is to figure out how to like return whatever the spirit is that's, you know, uh, re- been reawakened after so many years, 30 years. Yeah. And um, it does feel like there has to be people who are in the present day who have figured out how to reawaken it and are maybe interested in keeping th- in having that happen. Um, yeah. I think that the, I mean, the, the piece about being stuck is really interesting and it, and and the fact that it's not just like, yeah, well, she her her high school experience is basically ruined by being in a plane yeah. crash. So it would make sense that there's some sort of, you know, I don't think this is exactly arrested development, but like, you know, a culture freeze of being like, I, you know, I feel like this and this is, you know, not the same analogy like i'm not i have not been stuck in a plane crash in the canadian wilderness but i do feel like uh for trans people there's often like um you know like man if i just could have had prom and queer people in general like if i just could have had prom the way i actually you know would have wanted to experience prom or like whatever other insert any other high school um experience you know and like this like you know this this desire to have like wow if i just could have relived it and then van um actually like running a vhs store to essentially like pause time in the 90s i think it's like a really interesting character choice that i was really hung up on like what is this video store that when it actually gets revealed you're like that's such a bad business decision <laughs> and she but, and proven by the fact yeah. that she's getting past due notices but it's but, but it makes yeah. a lot of sense for the character having been like plane crash in 96 and then wow okay let me like live through 96 is essentially yeah yeah and we'll uh so funnily enough um there'll be another podcast releasing uh on monday where uh marissa and i get together with a a guest melissa to go over kind of how the different characters in yellow jackets process trauma and it's funny because uh, we already uh secret we we recorded it already but um so we'll talk about it in depth there but one of the things we talked about is how Shauna kind of exhibits a little bit of this too. They all do to a certain extent, but Shauna is the one um, like 
paying someone to go buy her booze, like pretending to be a teenager, right? right? Like making these like teeny tiny uh, screwdrivers jumping off of a bridge naked, right? She's trying to recapture youth that was lost as a result of the plane crash. And it seems like Van is doing something similar. My question is, is she, has she been doing this all along or if like there is something there where she meant she does mention cancer like her mom had cancer if it's secretly van is the one with cancer or some sort of illness that she's Mm. needing to take the oxy for um is is she doing this as like a this is my this was my dream and i'm going to live out my dream before i die type of thing i think i don't think that's off the table that feels like that could be a, a real thing that's happening Hmm, very yeah i didn't think about that because i you know i felt like the oh it's for my mom was just a lie um and that was just not true once we see van go and um and And do it but i I didn't think that like yeah the sliver of truth in the lie is like actually i'm dying um i think that's really fascinating in terms of that could be something that's going on just from the sense of um you know having this like you know such a tragic experience and then potentially having your life cut so short by something else and trying to like reconcile those things that would be that's pretty fascinating to me if that's the way they're gonna go yeah and it makes sense to me that that she wouldn't immediately tell taisa someone who's already dealing with enough and uh that's kind of her own her own thing right like it's her own baggage she's not gonna want to put that on tie right away yeah um and not that other people not that there can't be multiple addiction storylines in a season, but the fact that Nat is so, and specifically in the last episode, is so heavily dealing with still like addiction um, in terms of, and, and the scene with um, with Lisa where she like does put the, she like puts the, pushes the shot glass away. Like not that there can't be two people who are dealing with addiction. Very common thing to happen in society. You just think on a TV show sometimes like, you know, to run. You're not going to very... have two people do this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could, because it could, you know, it could be an interesting thing to like bond them. But yeah, the idea that it might actually be something completely different in the sense that um, Van is dealing with um, perhaps like a chronic end of life illness. Um, it wouldn't uh, surprise me just generally because like you expect someone to get sick on a show at some point, I guess, uh, you know, I feel like the big C cancer is like on every single show. So it wouldn't surprise me if she was dealing with something like that. And again, um lying about there is there is a, a bit of truth in that lie and maybe that's how she's able to get away with lying to Taisa, someone who might be able to tell that she's lying to her um, i mean if i'm just gonna go full theories yeah you know, why not there's also this idea that like if the spirit is helpful so if the spirit that the, like right because the the idea is that like it helped them find it helped the, the bear came and Lottie was able to kill the bear. And uh, what other stuff is like, have we, like they've been helped, right? Like Jackie, like the fact yeah, that the like birds. Jackie, yeah, the birds dying, like the, the spirit does seem like if you abide by it, it helps you. And yep. so one way to maybe think about if Van is suffering, has been suffering from a chronic illness and potentially maybe not that long or, or whatever, however long, it's been and we talked about this idea like has there been a reawakening of the spirit like has 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 20 has 30 years years, 25 years passed and it's been like you know it's like we're not hopping into these people like 10 years after the plane crash and they're dealing with stuff we're like purposely like it's been 25 years later and then we start to get the like blackmail stuff and as that's happening like there's more stuff happening with ty and all of this stuff has van actually been and we know van's relationship with ty they're very close the fact that ty starts to eat the dirt outside sammy's room and kills the dog and all of this stuff 
as Van is like, well, my usual, like everything that I'm doing to try and like beat this thing is not working. Maybe I need to like get back into some of the, you know, blood sacrifice cult stuff. And that uh, Van maybe is like more aware of and, and maybe more involved in some of the stuff that has been happening than we would like to know. And I think that especially works for me. And again, like, I don't care. I don't care. I just like theorizing and the show yeah. can do whatever it wants. I'm not like hung up on a theory, but the fact that Lottie was, we were, I think we were so convinced, like here's adult Lottie. She's going to be so evil. And the fact that she's not really been evil. And then we get a van who has like had a very, very good like edit. So far, like in terms of I know both the nineties yeah. and the present day, like we're all rooting for Van. Like no one is rooting against the Van. Betrayal would be big if it's like actually oh, no. Van was doing blood sacrifice and actually Van is Hitler Queen and actually has caused Ty to like snap back into like what do you call like I like uh what, what do you oh, call Issa her? Oh, Isa is what Issa, we call her. Right? Yeah, like that's that feels possible. Well, that's the other thing, right? Is with Van around now in the present timeline, I feel like it's more likely that we're going to see a reemergence of Issa even more so than we have seen previously, right? Like, so we leave off with Issa saying, like, we're not supposed to be here or, like, this isn't where we're supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now everyone has uh, my husband uh, live in the in the chat. <laughs> Are, will they all return to the woods? This, this is very much the Lostian, like, we have to go back, right? Like, we don't belong here. I truly believe, I think all of us do that. At the very least, by the end of the season, we're going to get some sort of adult Yellow Jackets grouped up together. Maybe it's that Lottie's Cult compound or whatever. Everyone will be reunited at some point, whether or not they go back to the wilderness as soon as season three remains to be seen. But I truly think that's what's going to happen now. It seems like Issa is the one who has come kind of emerged. uh and is leading the charge van i mean it's gonna be tough like with van around i think it's more and more likely isa will be taking more and more control over uh over taisa's body this is what Um, scared me is that in the is that like van does seem to have some control and is like intrigued by lottie and so is like you know and i do i yeah i just i just do worry that like van is maybe more sinister than 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 we think yeah yeah it's because all gays are evil (laughs) (laughs) the other thing geographically though i have a question because okay generally speaking the yellow jackets are based in new jersey right like that is their home base now yes. we know that Van lives across Pennsylvania because Taisa has mentioned I hitchhiked all the way across Pennsylvania to find yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know exactly where Lottie's cult compound is? It probably I'm it's right in close to exactly <laughs> where they Van, all need to be in, 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 in yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. We could maybe do some digging with like Walter and and Misty. They they decide their that they're trip. gonna they're gonna go on the road trip. I don't know that they ever they go to that farmer's market. I don't know if we get a town name in the farmer's market. I think so. Um, yeah. yeah. I know I did. Uh, if you, if you, I mean, this is just the filming, but I did catch because I was supremely interested. Yeah. Uh, when Nicole um, Maines was on the podcast, we interviewed Nicole. She did name drop the name of the camp, which is Camp Howe, which is in Massachusetts. 
So oh, they're filming um, in the Northeast. Okay. Yeah. So camp, uh, it's, uh, it's possible if there's multiple camp house camp, this is the camp house that most comes up. So, um, hmm. yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I mean, I think we're all kind of on team. They're going to end up reuniting. We got some really fun uh, feedback that I want to shout out from Tracy. She compares uh, Yellow Jackets a bit. So she talks a lot about in her feedback, like uh, it's a coming of age story. It's also kind of a horror type. Like it, it falls yeah. into both of these genres. She compares it to it. Uh, she says, I don't think the Yellow Jackets no. teens will collectively see, let alone battle the evil entity during the 1996 timeline. But if, or more likely when the adult survivors return to the Canadian wilderness in a future season, it'll very much give off vibes of the grown up version of the losers club confronting Pennywise. Another iconic baddie that is a sinister entity that goes dormant after a murderous feeding frenzy is the titular mm. monster of the Jeepers Creepers movie franchise. Uh, the demonic creature known as the Creeper goes on a killing and feeding spree every 23 years for a span of 23 days. With this dark force in Yellow Jackets resurfacing after 25 years, it looks like it's uh, splitting the time difference between those two franchises I've named. Perhaps it feeds off of a certain amount of blood sacrifices, murders included, every 25 years. Hmm, interesting that i know that their um yellow jackets was uh partially based on um on on it but the problem was instead of the yellow jackets they were going to be called the dairy girls and um <laughs> yeah so they couldn't they, they couldn't do that so they just re they're like i don't know soccer team um no i don't know i think the interesting i think it's very interesting of like it being dormant and and needing that's like a that's a that's a horror thing certainly of like Okay, like uh, supernatural. Uh, it's gonna make a weird uh, supernatural. Daddy is hungry. Uh, you know, like uh, <laughs> you know, come on. It's been twenty five years. Um, so, Feed me, kill someone. Yeah, and so biscuit wasn't enough. Yeah, and uh, like having some connection. You know, that's been interesting. Is that like um, Lottie and Ty are the people who people are like, you have the connection to it, right? Right. Um, is is the thing that I one of the things I would like to be explained at some point is. Like what? Is, what is that? How does the you know did that connection happen before? Because the knowing man well, appears to Taisa before they ever go out to the wilderness. That's what I was going to say. Both, uh, both, uh, Taisa and Lottie, we have seen younger versions of them in supernatural situations. So yeah. Taisa, you mentioned her grandmother is dying. Uh, her grandmother mentioned seeing a man and she sees the no white man in the mirror, right? Eyes being very important to the symbology of yellow jackets. We have the crossed out queen of her eyes on the queen of hearts card is crossed out. Um, in the very first episode, the very first scene of the show, when pit girl is running through the woods, it appears now birch trees kind of have this look anyway, but it appears that there are kind of these like bleeding eyes on the trees. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then for Lottie, when she is a kid, she has this premonition about her parents getting into a car accident. She kind of knows it's coming. She screams. They stop. They get very worried about her and start putting her on medication. So, mm -hmm. like, it's interesting that those are the two characters that we have seen uh, further flashbacks of versus all these other characters. Um, because it speaks to, like, them being these, like, vessels, if you will, or closer to, like, those supernatural entities. But... I do think that, like, Van is a character we could possibly be sleeping on in terms of her connection. Not necessarily that she is connected to everything, but she is very much a proponent of those things, right? Mm -hmm. She is with Lottie when Lottie sacrifices the bear heart to the tree trunk, to the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she is the one saying to Taisa, 
Taisa, it's you. You're connected to all of it. Let's right. go out and find the next uh, symbol on the trees. You should talk to Lottie, right? Like she's very pushing this, this spiritual mentality. I mean, it's not in the realm of possibility that like any of the yellow jackets, I think Van would be my leading candidate for this. Also saw something before they ever went out and also is way more connected to it than, than we even know. Right. Um, yeah. I think that's entirely possible. And again, like, I think that, yeah, something to, you know, Ty is, is being told by her alter ego, like go to van. Uh, how do we know van isn't behind that of like, come, come to me, come, come find me. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's making yeah. me wonder more and more and more what conversations. Okay. Cause for all we know right now, um, Thaisa in the, in the 96 timeline, isn't having, isn't sleepwalking. That's right. She is remaining herself. She knows where she is at all times, right? She's mm -hmm. supposedly sleeping through the night, mm -hmm. according to her. And according to Van, yeah. she has not been sleepwalking since she started attending these like prayer circles, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, that Lottie is putting on now to me. The familiarity with which Ty's altar and Van seem to know each other. Van knows as soon as she changes, she knows it's not Ty. She knows it's her altar. So then my question is like, something must happen to where Ty starts experiencing these altars again, right? Like, and and when that happens, I so badly want to see the conversations that are had between the altar and Ty, era and Van. Because yeah. there's a closeness there, right? The thing that I'm I'm pretty interested in is I, I do feel like episodes one and two came out so hard uh, this season of like cannibalism. Um, is that episode two? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that's um, yeah. One yes. is e the eating of the ear. Two is is eating of all of Jackie. Yeah. Um, it came out so hard. We were talking in the versus pod, and we said I was on. I think the episode two or. three three feedback and it was wherever when they ate jackie and being like you know succession has been good but like yellow jackets is like kicked off like real hard like it's like yep. it's going for it and i do feel like we've slowed down not in a way that i think has been bad i'm not you know i think it's been really i think that that makes sense you, you can't like have them all be like that it, that's a very unique show to be able to like like 10 episodes nine episodes in a row be that big yeah but i do think that there's a chance that we are really ramping up to something to the point i don't know if the time can work here i know that we can be renewed for two more seasons and i i was kind of feeling like the end of this season might be the one where they if they're reunited then they're like okay we gotta go back which sets up like season three we're going back but that even maybe feels too early for me now i would say the earliest we would get actually back to the wilderness is like a mid-season three is my thought that's yeah. the absolute earliest i would think but i i think the thing for me that i'm watching for in terms of what's happening in in 1996 to 1998 is that are we in still 96 or are we in 97 now because we're 96. in 96 96 but then we'll get rescued till 1998 or 1998 we just saw like stuff of them we're being like, end of 96 early 97 and then they get rescued in 98 okay so the thing for me is that based on the conversations that could happen that happened in season one or when they're being blackmailed and they're like, nobody can know what we did out there. I do feel like that has been downplayed because we're, there's nobody like looking for them. Right. Like nobody, right. Like, uh, like Shauna doesn't real, you know, it's mostly about Adam. So like whatever, but the, the fact that they were like, 
it got so bad out there like and and the pick girl is the other piece of this that like it's gonna get so so bad and well, I know this is just yeah. the first winter too they still have another winter to get through yeah that's right yeah so yeah and the thing is is now they can do all the prep preparing they want right they could try to get as much game as they want as soon and as you go fish that moose cold. out of the river or in the lake when they <laughs> yeah. yeah they could do as much preparation as they want in terms of getting game uh hopefully finding ways to keep that game fresh you know freeze it whatever but i think what's scarier than going through it the first time is knowing that it's coming up a second time right, right. and i think that is when we probably get into the Oh my God. Okay. Now we're really leaning into the faith, leaning into Lottie's method. What's Lottie's next method. We're going to pull cards to see who's going to be the sacrifice because the wilderness is needs a sacrifice in order to feed us. And so who are we sacrificing? Well, That's, if the, um, you know, really, if it's not till the second winter, the pick girl happens, we're a long way from pick girl, huh? <laughs> yes. However, I, I think it's important to point out this season has been very quick about jumping forward in time. Like right. Shauna was not that pregnant at the beginning. She was pregnant, but she was probably four yeah. months pregnant at the beginning of the season. Yeah. We're at the point where she's given, we've jumped quite a bit of time in this yeah. season. So I like that the show isn't a, we, we have 19 months to cover, you know, like I'm, I like the show's not afraid to jump ahead a few months at a time. Um, I mean, also knowing what we know that the creators have said in terms of they're aiming for a five season show, uh -huh. they have, to, I mean, you have to imagine they have a timeline in their head of like, this happens in this season and this season, that season. And I do think that, uh, I mean, this is kind of what we've both been saying. I know Marissa and I have said it as well. We both kind of think like, okay, we're going to switch, we're going to switch places here. We're going to have yeah. present day people go back to the wilderness, wilderness day people, you know, 1998, yeah. they're rescued. We're going to see them adapting back into civilization. So, so I, have a, I have a couple of thoughts on that. So one, yeah. I mean, I, again, just, just my, to finish my points on that about like, it's going to get bad and I am just not counting out that it's, that it's, you know, I, and again, I think like we have to be looking at the fact that it's our like core crew who are the people who are doing the worst stuff because they're the most um like we gotta we gotta keep it secret shauna's like calling ty and like misty and nat are of like yeah this stuff cannot come out like we did yep. real bad stuff um so and then i think van is um is an interesting piece of that and that i would be very interested to go back if when they're like talking about keeping all that stuff covered how much ty talks about van at all Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But the other piece that I'm interested in is we d- we see them return home they get off the plane and there's like paparazzi but one thing i'm interested in is and this is a thing that you know to to you know talk about lost a bit uh not not unlikely to talk about lost on a push recaps podcast is how i'm so intrigued about do whether what you think whether do they get found like at the cabin or is there some sort of like in season one, we had the trek, right? We're going to go, right? Isn't that? Yeah, they take up, they take the hike to find like that's when they find but, the cabin because they go with a lake. But some underground bunker that leads somewhere else that like ends up being. And then the thing is like, how do you find the wilderness? Because to me, the other piece of some of the stuff I was talking about earlier in terms of people who had mm-hmm. visions of things before they went is yeah. what were they supposed to go there? Like, this is not like the plane crashed accidentally this is like nature made like the spirits made sure that this group of people ended up in the forest and how do you make sure that you get you get back to this place that like maybe doesn't exist like does it exist is it like i see is it yeah you know i'm gonna get D &D. is it on like another plane is it like not another plane is it like a lost type thing though right like Hmm. is this yeah i think i land my brain, I think, lands less supernatural in that way. Not necessarily that there aren't supernatural forces that caused them to crash, but more so that I don't know that these specific people were destined to crash here. I feel like if we're leaning in that direction supernaturally, it is more likely like the wilderness needed somebody. And this was the plane that was flying overhead at that moment, you know, like Mm. uh, we did, we did get some interesting theory. Uh, I'm going to pull it up here Um, uh, from Patrick. We got some feedback from Patrick. Um, His theory. uh, I don't necessarily agree with all of this, but I do think it's interesting the way he's free, the framing it all. Uh, I have this theory that Shauna's baby actually survives the wilderness and out of guilt or need to protect the baby from Lottie. She tells Jackie's parents it was her baby or just puts it up for adoption. I also think the quote unquote spirit of the woods is looking for a host and that maybe the baby could be the vessel it wants. Perhaps the dead cabin man was a previous host. I don't know, but my theory is that it possesses the baby. He grows up unaware of who his parents are, probably thinking uh, Jackie was his mom, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, Brings me to the thought that perhaps Adam was Shauna's son slash the harbinger of the spirit, and he sought her out because he learned she was Jackie's best friend. Uh, Obviously, wild things ensued. They ended up killing him, releasing the spirit 25 years later. Now it's looking for a new host. Now, I don't – I am very much on board of like, Adam is dead. We don't care about Adam. It's not also, about Adam. That's some that's some incest, I think, right? That's John and yes. Adam. Yep. No, yep. thank you. Not that the um, show couldn't do it, but you know. Yeah, but uh, what I want to focus on from Patrick is more of this this spirit looking for a host. I find that very fascinating, right? Because we st- there's still a lot of mystery around Cabin Man and who he was and what he was doing there and why is he surrounded by these uh symbols on the floor right like all of these things why did he kill himself like all of these things we still have questions about Mm. um the the spirit looking for a host i find fascinating 
I don't necessarily think that is exactly what's going on. Like, I don't know that, like, I think that there's this wilderness entity that is, like, smoke monstering its way into people. I do think it's, like, influential. If we're leaning supernatural, it does feel like the wilderness provides, right? Like, if you kill someone or you spill blood as a sacrifice to the wilderness, it will provide for you. And mm-hmm. I, it's, I think what's going to, it's going to be very interesting if we get those present day characters out there, because I think it's fascinating that Lottie still, like you've said, Grace, Lottie is a character that like we were supposed to fear going into this season. Yeah. And I still do very much fear her, but not for the same reasons. Uh, it's she we see that moment when she as an adult cuts her hand and says can this just be enough like she doesn't even know what's going on she's supposed to be this all-knowing person and she has no clue what's going on and when that happens that's when they find javi like she doesn't find javi but they find javi uh that's not the same episode no that's that when that's she Nat. cuts her hand, that's when her and Nat have like a hunting competition. Nat finds the moose. Oh, yeah. Oh, the moose. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that's something. the moose. But the moose, the moose yeah. escapes them again, whether or not it's because did Nat do something to piss off the spirits by not believing Lottie, right? Like mm. there could be something there. I do. I don't mind the host thing. The host thing, the, we, the reason it, it potentially works for me is because I, I do think. As I said, I, I'm really wary about how bad the, the our core people will be. And I do yeah. think there needs to be something that can sort of make us be okay with them doing really awful things. Uh, whether it's like being influenced by somebody. I feel like it even helps a little bit if like one of them is literally like basically possessed of like, yeah, they the pick girl, they kill pick girl because like they're possessed by a spirit. Like I think that's interesting because I think one of the challenges and it's like a lot of horror movies and and like things like this is like who ends up being the big bad of this show and the villain of this show i think it will it you know it's so hard to then just like you know we've seen the no-eyed man but even the no-eyed man like is he just going to be like you know in two seasons like a season for now just being like talking and being the like and they have to try and defeat like that's maybe not as compelling to me as like it being somebody who we already know super well. And there being a mystery behind why they might've been like, you know, the, the antler queen of it all, I think is like, is, is a compelling mystery because not only because it's fun to try and figure out who it's going to be, but also like what pushes them to do, to do that. And that can either yeah. be like psychological, like it'd be like psychological, like it's incredibly tough to survive. As you said, like a second winter in the wilderness. And this is a person who's just like, no, like we have to be ruthless or we'll all like if we don't sacrifice one person, then we all die. So that's bad. Or it could be like them believing, you know, it is Lottie who believes really like a lot in the in the a Lottie in the in the supernatural stuff or like actually someone being possessed. I think there is something to the host's theory that like is intriguing to me in a way that like if it ends up being like they have to fight the no-eyed man, that's like less, I think a little bit less interesting to me, if that makes sense. But I don't know. I can, you know, again, I'm not like it has to be this theory or I'll be disappointed in the show. Yeah. I think they could have a compelling case in either direction, really. Like I'm, I'm willing, I'm open to whatever the show wants to do if they're doing it in a compelling way and in a way that makes sense for the characters and for what they've already established. 
Um, Grace, do we want to do one more thing? This will really benefit anybody who is watching with us uh, yeah. live on the YouTube on the on uh, on the YouTube show on the YouTube video mm-hmm. um, because you sent me something from Crave. This is a Canadian thing. Yeah, so Crave is uh, a streaming ser- a Canadian streaming service. Uh, I believe it's owned by by Bell Media, uh, and uh, as part of Crave, you can get Crave plus HBO. So we don't have HBO Max. We have Crave plus HBO. And yeah, when you log in, there are like a series of uh, like it's promoting different shows. And I did keep seeing this, and then was like, I don't know. And then I would just click on the thing or move to whatever. And then one day I was like. Wait, this is super weird. Uh, can we just and, and I sent it to you uh, because I was like, "What is happening here?" And essentially, describe it for the podcast listener. There is uh, one, two, three, f- seven people in a circle looking down, and they are all wearing different animal masks, similar to like the antler queen uh, mask, even a little different than than that. They're and they're all based on different animals. So there's like- it almost is like reminds me a bit like if you crossed the yellow jackets in the the pit girl scene uh-huh. with like Lottie's cult followers in when they're doing the like naked burial scene they are they are almost all wearing purple this is very interesting uh yeah. they're all yeah, wearing purple they all like, are the one purple. there's like a there's like a fiery shade to the person on the bottom right that maybe you does not seem tell. super purple but, but yeah what's interesting is purple. that like they're obviously all wearing different strange animal masks um, there's also like they're not the characters that we know. <laughs> like it seems I don't think so because one of them who's wearing like a bird pigeony type mask definitely has a goatee. Yeah. And so like and that's it not also Coach looks ben, like there's another hobby. person with very short hair in like this goat looking yeah. thing. So my my best guess is this is entirely promotional and is not anything that was on set. Like like literally like Unless maybe, but but the scene where they're doing the the, the rich, the, just the man is naked, right? No, just the man is naked. Yeah, I mean, it could be. They that. all I think are wearing purple. It looks like. Yeah, I think they are all are wearing purple. But it's, this also makes me question because again, when we see Lottie's cult and they're wearing these animal masks, I don't know that they're this like realistic looking. I don't remember them being this realistic. It makes me wonder when does she incorporate the heliotrope of it all? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I do love it visually. I think it's great. It's really good. Like, I think that they're very creepy, especially a couple of them. The, the, the rabbit one? Leatherface rabbit is really creepy. I hate it. And then there's the one that, like, the goat, like, the cow with horns is really creepy, I think. Yeah. Um, I feel like little owl's face is, is the least creepy, I think. <laughs> that guy or the, the, yeah, the two birds, I think, unfortunately, are the yeah. least creepy, I think, but... Yeah, but anyway, it is very interesting. Um, this this image, I, it probably is promotional material, but like, it's still fascinating to look at it and be like, "What are they trying to listen?" If we know anything from Succession, if we've learned anything from Succession, yeah. there could be secrets in the promotional material. It's true, the plane, so, the hidden plane, the hidden plane. But anyway, um, we're Grace. We have a few more days slash actually like a week until. <laughs> Uh-huh. I should do the mental gymnastics of when the next episode comes out. I really want another episode yeah. to drop, but unfortunately, a week in a, a week in a day, right? A, a week, week in a day. day. We're gonna yeah. have to wait. Yeah. Um. Anything else you wanted to discuss? Any other theories you wanted to drop uh, before we wrap things up for another week? Um. No. One thing I will say, I'm surprised by 
is that Kevin Tan has no interest in Natalie. <laughs> and I can't really remember. I, I didn't rewatch the season. How does their relationship sort of like end in season one? Like how do, how do they leave things off? Uh, Nat, Natalie and Kevin Tan. Natalie and Ke so Natalie sleeps with Kevin Tan, steals yeah. his gun, yes. takes it, uh, and they chase off who turns out to be Jeff in the glitter factory situation. Yes. yes. Um, she shoots a bullet. He gets pissed because she he yes, took her gun. Right. He asks um, Philip to do a report and like account for the bullet. Yeah. Yes. Right. And I feel like that's like, pretty that's much. That's pretty much. She just used him to get information on uh, mm. on Travis's death, basically. So obviously he's around because he's hanging out with what's his face to you know Matt uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Syracuse is loose, is what he says. He's gonna Sarah accuse you of being a murderer. <laughs> a Syracuse, yeah. <laughs> a Syracuse, yeah. Um, so I I do feel like I I don't know. I guess are they just like they're not really interested in Kevin Tan and Nat? But I because I, I definitely thought this season was going to be that's like how they Kevin, bring it loots back in. Yeah, like Kevin Tan was going to be like, well, Natalie's missing, so we've got to figure that thing out. And But no, he does not care about that at, at all, seemingly. Um, I don't know, yeah. just a stray observation. I, I mostly because I like Josh. I really like Kevin Tan. Uh, but I feel like he's doing a terrible job as a police officer. <laughs> yeah, uh, Will says, Natalie was mean and said she didn't really like him. Okay, That's true. Right. She did. She did tell him that, yeah. All right, well, um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, it is a way to get Kevin Tan involved. And, right, like, he... I think what's important about that whole thing is that Kevin Tan knows Shauna, knows her story, knows a lot about her, and he knows that she is someone who can lie to your face, you know? So yeah. I think he's like, if we're going to go after Shauna, we better have something ironclad, I think is why, like, he's involved in all of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll see. He's right. certainly going to be a player in all of this. Um. But yeah, we'll be back in, uh, we'll be back in a week's time with a new episode to discuss. In the meantime, if you want to send in feedback, posterrecaps.com slash buzz, buzz, buzz. Send us in your theories and your feedback. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, posterrecaps.com slash yellowjackets. If you want to go to posterrecaps.com slash subscribe, you can find all of the podcasts that we are covering. We have so many, so many podcasts, so many TV shows, like Grace was saying, an embarrassment yeah. of riches right now. Yeah. Um, Grace, speaking of, what podcasts do you have to shout out? What have you been up to? Oh, well, in addition to Yellow Jackets, also talking about Succession. The Sunday Nights uh, did a lot of Succession talking this week. I think people will be sick of my Succession takes on uh, Season 4, Episode 5, because we did the recap episode. I did the deep dive with Amanda and Lindsay, and I did the Rob and Josh show without Josh. We learned that Josh is dead, actually. Um, Josh, did you hear this news? <laughs> I did hear this news, yes. Yeah, we kept getting pictures of Mike Bloom, who wanted carte blanche on the funeral arrangements, wanted to put him in a, a Dharma initiative suit. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, we had to say no. Yeah, because... um. With the deal, they're trying to carve out uh, the poster recaps acquirement deal to RJP. They're trying to carve out yep. down the hatch, obviously. And Josh died. So, yeah. Because Josh it's died. Really, it's a really big issue. Yeah. I guess I am spoiling <laughs> succession <laughs> on the Yellow Jacket squad. I guess there's a death. There's a death. There is um, a death. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, doing a dark rewatch podcast with Ariel and DM Philly. That's been a lot of fun. One of my highlights of the week. As well as doing movie coverage with Ariel on Post Your Recaps Theater. Last week, Great Expectations wrapped up. And Great Expectations was actually super great. Uh, don't listen to the uh, the review bombs that it got because they casted, uh, uh, they did blind casting and diversity cast. Watch the show. It's great. It was really good. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. This Saturday, actually, sorry, just one last thing. Um, RHAP Game Night, um, Saturday, April 29th at 4 p.m. Eastern. If you can come check it out live, we're playing Settlers of Catan. Here's the list: three survivors: Omer, um, uh, Dwight, 
uh, and, and Xander are going to play against myself. Not again. We're all against each other, but yeah, Survivors is RJP Podcasters. Myself, Kirsten McInnes, and, and Mari Forth um, is the crew. RJP Game Night. We're playing Settlers of Catan, so come join us. And you can catch the replay on uh, Twitch or YouTube afterwards. That sounds amazing. You could find yeah. me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. I'm mostly just talking Yellow Jackets in succession because that's all I watch on repeat all day, every day. Yeah. Um, so check me out there. You could also hear me on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me with Sarah Ferguson discussing 90s content. We recently re or we recently watched for the first time Varsity Blues, uh, which was uh, interesting. It's football. <laughs> uh, football uh-huh. in Texas. So many things yeah. that I can relate to. Um, and uh, we also watched But I'm a Cheerleader, which was very fun. And we talked about there. it, Grace, with your friend and mine, Ariel. Which was so You're talking fun. about a movie with, with Ariel? Without I me. stole him from you. Oh, I know. Fun. Um, and, and, I mean, it makes sense. Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone. She doesn't sense. smoke in it, though. So, you know, yeah. a little bit of disappointment for Ariel. Um, but you can check that out at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And we will be back in just one week with more Yellow Jackets to talk about. Until then, a licky boom boom down. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.